0: One of us needs and appreciates all your support.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Screener Squad. Today, I have TC. It's true. Luwain. Hey, how's it going? Jenna.
2: Howdy ho there, neighbors.
1: And myself, Chad, today we're reviewing a movie that came out on Netflix called Interceptor. Basically, the plot of this movie is if you gender swap John McClane, put him on not an oil rig, but like a military rig that Weapons fires rig. missiles mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. nukes from uh, Russia, but not Russia. You know, they're, they're fired from Russia because terrorists took them.
3: But, but not the Russians, even though... We like st- We still want another. this movie to play in Russia, so we don't want to say it was Russia that did and, it.
1: And we can't say it was China, either. Mm-mm. The U.S. military has this... It's almost like what uh, they talked about Star Wars in the 80s, uh, yeah. to have this missile defense system, and it's called Interceptor. And basically, if a nuke is ever fired, there are two different bases, one on the ocean, <laughs> one at Fort Greenlee? Fort Greeley. Greeley, yeah. thank you. If one of these nukes are fired... We just hit a button, boom, goes the dynamite, nobody dies. It's great. Interception. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but something goes terribly wrong at Fort Greeley, and now there's only one deterrent left for nuclear war in the United States, and only Captain J.J. Collins can save us. What What I propose to everyone here is... What was your favorite part of this movie?
3: <laughs> Such a general question. I I think Jenna, as we have in our chat here, everyone has their name on their screen and everyone has chosen diehard derivatives for the most part. At least us gentlemen here have picking diehard derivatives. But Jenna picks what I feel is possibly the best part of the movie. Certainly the star of the movie. The star of the movie, Jenna. Julia's arms. I, I was gonna let I was yes. gonna let Jenna tell us what it is.
2: For once, that's something I do appreciate is that she wasn't like a frail woman. Like she actually looked like if she punched someone it would actually hurt. And I was like yeah. freaking finally.
3: Like when I see Zoe Seldana in a movie like Colombiana back in the day and she's wafer thin and she's flipping guys over her back and breaking jaws and a strong wind would blow her away. Right? <laughs> But our JJ here, she's got some guns on her.
2: She does. She really, really does. She's going to the gun show. She would give Ron Burgundy a run for his money for sure.
3: (laughs) And to answer your question, Chad, for me, this is the best part of the movie. Not just her arms, but specifically the action sequences of watching her punch people in the face. Action in... Movies is dependent on a couple things camera work, geography establishment for the audience, and whether or not the actor can pull off the stunts without a double or editing tricks. And the couple of really solid action scenes in this that our JJ gets to do, it's pulled back. It's maybe speed ramped 1% as they do in movies like these, but she is kicking the crap out of people and some pretty amazing deaths to finish off those action sequences as few as they are the one or two there's definitely cool. two for sure are very well done yes
1: definitely thought out more than just like oh she shoots terrorist in the head right. you know? but much more thought out than say the rest of this movie <laughs> yeah i don't think it was that bad I, you know what did it for me for this movie call me pandering whatever but The subtext of JJ's character, you know, she comes back to this Interceptor rig working there before, but she comes back after being basically ostracized by everybody above her for coming out saying that she was sexually harassed in the military, which is a huge Huge issue. Huge problem. Sexual harassment and assault in the United States military. So to have that as like her underlying, you know, core of her character. I thought made the survival movie better. Like, sure. Again, it it wasn't it wasn't a perfect execution of the genre we know. But in the end, I felt satisfied that she
3: did all she could. Sure. From the script up. So uh, JJ is played by Elsa Pataki, who I know her best from a few Fast and the Furious movies. I also was not aware that she is married to another celebrity. That explains why he's the executive producer on this. She is married to Chris Hemsworth. Who has a bit role in this movie. He's uncredited. yeah. Which might be the best part of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But Elsa Pataki might not be the strongest actress. She is a very kick-ass action heroine. But you are right, Chad, from the script, there is a neat subplot here. There's a neat character element in here that she was sexually harassed, outed her general, through a sting operation with with people who clearly recruited her to help take this guy down and much like the thin blue line you do not cross your fellow brothers and she is faced with scrutiny and attacks and harassment harassments and finds herself relegated back to where she started which is on this rig in the middle of nowhere and it just happens to be die hard day yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that was, yeah. One of the things that was actually interesting about that element of it, too. Um, the villain, was it Luke Bracey, is the actor? Yeah. that That's the lead villain. Has these bits where they're clearly playing with the, the Hans Gruber esque villain where y- you he's kind so of admire noble. certain elements of what he's doing. And he even tries to have like that exceptional thief monologue, and he doesn't really get it, but that's no. not his fault. <laughs> But it's interesting because there are a couple of points where he's like, because of the way he sets things up, literally everybody in the world or everybody with access to the emergency broadcast system will at points see what's going on on this rig. Part of that is him, you know, hey, I'm doing this thing, blah, blah, blah. And then part of it eventually is you see her doing stuff and responding to what's going on. And he's talking about her and how she got screwed by the military and why she should actually be on his side on this. Mm-hmm. It was sort of interesting to watch it. Again, they were clearly trying to do something interesting with the villain. And, and, and sometimes, like other bits of this, they actually hit it. Sometimes not so much. For instance, when they try and explain why she has an accent, instead of just accepting that you know, sometimes U.S. military personnel <laughs>
3: will have accents. I Look, mean back in the '90s when Schwarzenegger was in a movie, his name was like John Smith, and he just happened to be Austrian, and, nobody and there was never questioned it. it. Nobody questions it's like, uh, "Yes, I was born and raised in Lansing, Michigan." Like, right? <laughs> then we <laughs> just don't question it. We're not here for that explanation.
0: We, yeah. Well, I I don't care. I mean, yeah. she's. It, like, if she had a very obvious Southern accent, nobody feels need to explain it. Right. But like somehow she she has a Spanish accent. OK, big deal.
1: I I did kind of hate that a bit. You know, why? Like, why haven't we just like moved? Especially let's the, get down the to it. The like, we're, we're watching military porn, right? Like this is right. propaganda in some fashion, which is fine. Yeah. Like I just watched Top Gun Maverick over the weekend and and I love the shit out of it. Uh, even though it totally is military porn, but like Luane said, like why can't we just write our characters as Americans and not have to like bring it up? I mean, maybe it's because we have to make the the racist guy more racist. <laughs> I don't know, but we can tell he's already racist by the way he's acting. So, dude's name is Beaver. Yeah, <laughs> we know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I I know it will come as no surprise to anyone, but I'm not a man of tolerance. (laughs) Exactly.
2: So I love action films. I love Die Hard. I love... What's the the one where they bring out all the old action heroes in one film? Expendables. Oh, Expendables. Expendables, yes. Okay, so I'm just prefacing that with I'm not a snob, but this film... I hope I never watch this shit ever again. (laughs) Like, what the fuck I did I sign up for? You know what I mean? I'm with Um, you. I'm with you. You did it again. You did it again, Chris. You you hooked me again. But I mean, I just I guess my dislike of this film is less about the film itself and more so just if you're gonna bring up heavy topics like sexual assault in the military, if you're gonna bring up topics like You know, our villain, Alexander Kessler, right? That's the character's name in this film. He's supposed to present this idea of a turning political point or worldview of American citizens, right? I want to bring back my America, right? Representing this whole, like, Trump era of just a political spectrum that we're unfortunately living in. And I'm here for it. Like, great. But I just feel like it was heavy handed in a lazy way. To me, it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, girl, we get it. We get the stereotypes that everybody's supposed to play. And then it was also just like, if you're such a goddamn planner, Mr. Kessler, okay, if you're supposed to be this fucking OG villain who's smart as fuck, you really didn't plan for like, the villain wasn't matching the genius that the film wanted me to understand or believe that this villain was. And if it wasn't for the main character, JJ, I would have definitely checked out. And it is, it's interesting because she's she's a great actually action hero. She plays the final girl really well. Um, whoever wrote her loved aliens, okay? They loved uh, a lot of revenge, horror, right? Um, I spit on your grave, all of them. So she did a great job. Um, and I like the fact that especially the moments with her dad like I was actually tearing up like when she was that happened I was like oh my god can you like rip his head off like I was here for her performance she actually did really well I actually just wish this was a better written film and I wish the person who wrote it actually understood the context and the nuances of just where this country is heading so when we present these issues on screen I don't need it to be like super deep but I didn't need it to be a caricature of itself either, you know what I mean? But I did enjoy it. I even like uh, Raul, which I yeah, thought Raul was a little Shaw. racist. Oh, mm-hmm. It gave quickie Mark. Let's not let's not go there. But it did yeah, quickie yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the idea that you know Asian Indian men aren't strong, which a lot of Bollywood and Indian films like to differ. Triple R, shout out to Triple R. Um, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm sorry. Like Indian men are tough. But I I appreciated their dynamic, and I appreciated the actors that like brought it. But this film is definitely just I don't know. It, it was definitely popcorny, but not in a good way. Chris Hemsworth was a nice surprise, but again, <laughs> I was like, uh, what is this like Thor who wanted to be a regular human <laughs> and just working at a best buy? Right.
3: <laughs> this is what the movie felt like to me. There is a company that will make. Knock off blockbusters. So mm-hmm. say, Pacific Ring comes out, and then they'll make Atlantic Rim, right? Or they'll have an Independence Day, and then they'll make some sort of like Patriots Day, right? And you will it's it's those movies that your grandma m- will mistakenly get for you because she thought it was the big thing. That's what this movie feels like based on its content and the actors who are in it and the generic quality of the overall film. It feels like, the knockoff version of a much better movie. So yes.
1: a Netflix
3: movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, percent of it time of them, and time again, Netflix always has some thing missing. It's never the same thing, but there's always something missing in their movies that goes that leaves me going, yeah, this belonged on Netflix and not in a movie theater. <laughs>
0: Gina and I, a long time ago, did another Netflix movie with Anthony Mackie. That was another military movie. And we discussed before that they occasionally would touch on elements like the fact that they're sending the brown skin soldiers in to do stuff and things like that. Right. And again, it it suffered from the same sort of thing where you're almost reminding us that there's something kind of underlying what you're doing, but then we're going to switch to an action scene. So it doesn't really matter. I know that we've talked before, but this is a popcorn movie. Right. But. It, it also made attempts not to be a popcorn movie, and I kind of wish maybe it had gone a little more that way or the other way or not at all. One or yeah. the other, like either either don't give us the extra weight or bring it in. And maybe we ease up just a little bit on the Die Hard because there were these moments. Actually, that's what this whole movie is, is a series of moments. There's action moments that are really awesome. And there's brief moments where you're like, oh, that's actually something we should probably think about. Never mind you know it feels like two movies kind of slammed together almost and it didn't really commit either way this is not going to be die hard this is not going to be a movie I'm going to keep revisiting you know no, because no. there's the cool thing in it some of the action scenes are fine and you know if I do revisit this I'm going to spend a lot of time buzzing
3: through a lot of the scenes get to the two race for the button fights
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> One of the scenes that we've talked about, we're not going to get into, but there's the 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 sort of noble sacrifice bit mm-hmm. where you have the hostage situation. And the thing that's always bothered me, it's not just this movie, is that that's your entire leverage if you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can threaten this person all you want, but if you actually kill that person,
3: yeah, what do you got you've left?
0: lost all of your leverage and you've made the person you're trying to get shifted to your side definitely swung away from you and that sort of bugs me especially one of the situations that they use in this I'm like just let it happen because you know what's at stake and you know what this person would want you to do anyway just do it let it happen or just call his bluff to sort of wrap things up it's fine it's a Netflix action movie I mean we we've talked about them before and your mileage will vary on those for me, it's going to be slightly more than right in the middle. So I'm going to give it like three out of five Turbo Turtles.
3: <laughs> as far as tropes go, I like the Die Hard scenario. I like the single person versus the attackers. Die Hard set a standard that it didn't originate but it set a benchmark in cinema that we've been following time and time again. Under Siege, Home Alone, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. We come back to this time and time again. When you play to the strengths of your single actor, which the strengths here are her ability to kick the shit out of people, you're going to have a good movie here. I would have loved more of her beating the crap out of people. We only got two really good action pieces in here. I think what caused that, this is basically a one-room movie. This is a COVID movie. Definitely COVID. You can see how limited they were in the scope at which they could tell this story. They did a good job with their limitations. What this movie is for me is a Saturday morning afternoon, uh, early afternoon movie that I would have discovered at 12 or 13, right? That my friend and I would have rented without our parents' permission and we would have checked it out. Something like, I remember No Escape with Ray Liotta or the first time I saw Predator. It's one of those movies that You get it at like 12, 12 years old, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I shouldn't be watching this. There's some guns through faces. Oh, man. Right. It's not the most grotesque. It's not the most action packed. It's definitely not the sexiest. It doesn't check off all the tens. Right. It comes down to like the fives and it's a good entry point generic action movie that could turn someone's taste towards movies like this. So while this wasn't for me because I've seen this time and time again, when the movie did succeed with those action sequences and with a little bit of comedy from Chris Hemsworth, I liked it. It was good. It was fine. I don't think I'll ever go back to this. But for the viewing I had of it, eh, I, at the very least, I had fun calling the lines out before they were said. But I've seen a thousand of these movies. so. <laughs> but all that wrapped into one thing. This isn't terrible. It's just not a winner. So it's going to be right down the middle for me. I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10 Das Boots Ex Machina.
2: (laughs) Oh, TC, I love you. You know, again, I'm not a snob. I love Predator. I love... Things like The Descent, even Alien versus Predator. I'm I'm here for a good B film action movie. Like I am, because sometimes I don't want to think. Sometimes I just want to like how TC said, wake up, pack a bowl on a Saturday, man, and just enjoy my day and watch something lighthearted. Even things like Pacific Rim, um, or even like Godzilla. Like there's just there's just too many other films out there that aren't the greatest action movie of all time. But they're competent enough in the actual technical aspects of filmmaking and writing and screenwriting to where they're enjoyable and engaging. But you understand what you're getting when you watch these films. Interceptor, I feel like I actually wish like Catherine Bigelow would actually gotten her hands on this. You know what I mean? Because she's done amazing work. In the
3: alternate timeline, that's what this is ripping off. It's ripping off a Catherine Bigelow movie. It really is. <laughs>
2: it really, really is. But it, in, it, but it's not in a good way. And I'm always here for like action, final girl, always. Um, but this made me want to go watch Sucker Punch. And I know that movie gets shitted on too much. Oh. So, you know, at the end <laughs> of the day, I, I'm going to forgive that movie after watching this film. Um, If you're really just looking for, you know, just a film you want to pop on real fast and you're on a date and you guys don't really want to pay attention, this is a film Mm. where you do that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I do appreciate the character. I will not butcher her name. So I will say the character who played JJ, she did actually amazingly well for me. I would love to see her in other action films and really give her something to do. And although this was a bottle film, I still felt like it could have built the tension better. Right. We could have got a little bit more suspense because Die Hard was also a film where it was all in a building. So um, they were able to build that that tension pretty well. So, I mean, it's not the worst movie I've seen on Netflix, but it's definitely not something I will revisit. Uh, My favorite characters were Raul and JJ. The trope that I liked was, of course, the parent and child trope where, you know, the parent is the reason is the emotional anchor for the child. Um, that always gets me every time. I ain't gonna cap. That really choked me up. My least favorite trope in this film was the villain. It was the, uh, aren't you guys tired of a corrupt government, even though I'm a, a white man who just profited off of said corruption. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, you're not really radical at all, sir. Please have several seats um so (laughs) i will give this a rating of yeah i'm gonna be with tc here five out of ten times i wanted her to keep pressing that mute on that goddamn intercom (laughs) (laughs) like please be quiet sir like
1: please there are a ton of tropes of this that i liked for dumb reasons goofy lines and stupid interesting deaths the trope that i didn't like was it can be used well but in this instance i felt like there were way too many times where the villain had the hero in his paw and could crush her and he didn't no leave her no alive. we need to we need her alive and it's just Why? Like,
3: fuck.
1: <laughs> so the movie Even- can happen Why do I have to agree with the racist guy? Like, yeah, let's kill her. Come on.
2: (laughs) Oh, man.
1: I know everybody's kind of going middle of the road on this one. I'm going a step above. I know growing up personally, and it wasn't a thing I was ever aware of until I got much older, that there aren't a lot of... Female heroes. Yes, we have Ripley, and you know, I grew up when the Resident Evil movies came out. It's very rare that you get a kick-ass lead female. Like, yeah, she's a final girl, but even in the beginning, she wasn't like this helpless, mm-hmm. you know, feeble. We needed a montage to build up her confidence and all this. Like, she was already a badass. Yeah, I need you in the ready room with your gun.
3: Exactly. We're exactly. like, ready. Oh,
1: That's what I appreciate about this movie. And even though she gets torn down by superiors and her past. Yeah, it's a little superficial and they don't really go all the way with it. The fact that people are trying for a mass audience, because to be honest, yeah, this movie I don't think is going to be for us. But I can think of a lot of people I know that would watch this movie in a heartbeat because it's Mm -hmm. just an action movie. Mm -hmm. And to give them a character like this without... I mean, yeah, they allude to that fact that she's a woman and it's hard to be in the military as a woman, but they almost make it seem like it's no big deal. And there are better examples of movies that do this, but the more we make them, whether they're, you know, triple A or middle of the road, the better. I'm going to go above and say six out of ten corrosive chemicals that work for all sorts of metals and other things. But when it spills on the floor, it doesn't go through the floor. (laughs) It just stays there, and then they just step over it the entire time. And the floor is
3: made out of xenomorph. Got it. There you go. Oh. Animantium.
2: <laughs> I know, the alien popped out and was like, wait a minute, the hell? Like- <laughs> yeah.